Welcome to On Course, the teaching ministry of Pastor Hart Ramsey. And the wisdom of God transcends, it lifts you over. Where we offer simple biblical insight into some of life's most pressing issues. Love is a manifestation of strength. The Holy Spirit produces nothing but strength in us. I want to show you. Prepare for the next few minutes to be encouraged, enlightened, and inspired. Let's join Pastor Ramsey and get on course. It said that hurting people, finish with me. Everybody knows that state, that saying. But what does the Bible say about hurt? I want to talk to you about hurt because a lot of people do atrocious things and when you ask them why their response is I was hurt and so what I want to do I want to walk you through and this is not a thorough study but it's just a study I was doing today about hurt because a lot of people I've I've talked to people over the years in in ministry and I've talked to especially leaders you'd be surprised how many leaders when you talk to them we're, we're, we're ministering hurt. You know, what was interesting, how many of you uh, were basketball fans back in the in 90s? In the 90s you ba- how many of you remember a, a, a man by the name of Michael Jordan? There was a game that he played. And if you're, ba- if you're a basketball fan, you remember this game. Um, we were, all of us who were Bulls fans, were looking forward to the closeout of this series. We, we felt that the, uh, I believe it was the Utah Jazz was having a great season. But we still believed that it was the Bulls' year. We weren't really Bulls fans. We were Jordan fans. And, and when they were doing, if you, if you watch the pregame, if you're watching the layup lines, that's what they do before the game starts. In the layup line, there was a number missing. Number 23 was not in the layup line. And they started reporting how he had the flu. So he was sitting on the bench. And so we were nervous. We were, I was nervous. I was like, this is not good. And then we saw something that made history. They still played over 20 years later where he got on the court with his team and hurting from from symptoms of the flu, he willed his team to a win. He was literally being carried to the bench by Scottie Pippen during during the breaks. And so at first I was like, is he playing or is he playing hurt? And so later on it, it it was confirmed that he did play with a severe case of the flu and he was hurting, but his love for the game and his commitment to his team allowed him to will himself, not just to play, but to play well. Anyone that's looking for a reason to do well, will do well. You got it? Where there's a will, there's a way. Where there's not a will, there's an excuse. And the number one excuse that we use for not doing what we're supposed to do, for underachieving is, I got hurt. There's not a person in this room tonight that you could, you could if you were to interview them they, and ask them, have you been through anything? Are you going through anything? There's not a person in the room that would tell you, oh, no, my life is good. They will tell you either they hurt now or they've been hurt or they've been living hurt for years. And it's easy as, as, a, as a pastor, what I used to do, I used to call people in my office, especially when I was younger, and I would tell them, they would tell me they have trouble. I'll give them scripture and I said, now, this is what the word of God says. Now, get in faith and get over it. And I was not being insensitive. I was telling them that you can't continue in this. I felt it was dangerous for them to continue living the, the way they were living, living hurt. So my thing was getting in, in faith. And I had a situation one time where, where when I was just learning this, a, a person came to me, and it was the third visit, and I said to them, I said, you still dealing with this? I said, I gave you the word. You're coming to church. You're getting the word. And they looked at me, and they said, Pastor, 
have you ever been through this? I said, no, but I've been through things. And they said to me, until you've been through this? And I sat back in my chair and I was trying to decide whether or not to be hurt, <laughs> offended, or, wh- or, whether, or whether I was learning something. The person said to me, until you've walked through this, you don't understand what it feels like. And so I've studied that situation, the study situation, and I was growing as a pastor. And what I learned was they, they, they hit it on the head. It was, it, what they were walking through was a situation that was so tremendous to them. But to me, it was just, I saw it, I counseled that case so many times that it was just another instance of the same infraction or same violation. You got it? But for them, it was their first encounter, and their heart was broken, and they didn't know how to negotiate life with a broken heart. Didn't know how to go through life hurt. And the people that you deal with, they will, they, you'll see them in the morning, they won't say good morning to you, or they, they act a certain way, and you, th- you think they just mean, and you don't know that they're doing their best, they're playing hurt. So I want to show you some scripture in Luke chapter 17 verse 1 King James Version I want to take you through some scripture and there's some words in the Bible there's some words in the scripture but when you look for the word hurt in the Bible it doesn't translate the way we see it in other words the way we use it today the word has changed over the years so there's certain words you look for look for the word wounded look for the word look for the word pain look for the word the word you see the word hurt but there's a word the word is offense offense Jesus said to them, then said he unto his disciples, it's impossible but that offenses will come, but woe unto him through whom they come. Now, what Jesus was telling them is basically, as you live through life, matter of fact, I want to, on this, word, this word offenses is the word scandalon. Everybody say scandalon. Scandalon, when you, when you study this word out in the Greek, it's a word, it's, it's, it's the trigger point of a trap. So you take the cheese, how many of you ever, ever, ever rigged a, a mousetrap? The rest of y'all lying. I know sometimes you're like, either seen it, you did it. We don't have mice. Well, I'm telling you what. When I was little, I grew up, mice lived with us. And we used to compete for whose house it was because it's, there were some cases more of them than it was us. Uh, and I remember uh, as a little boy watching my mother set the trap. And she would take the cheese, she would put it on a certain part of the trap, then she would flip it and lock it. And she'll take a stick and she'll try it. She'll touch it and it flip, jump. It, it'll fly up in the air. And so as a little boy, I used to like to sit and watch for the mouse. I used to watch him nibble around the cheese and, and wonder why the trap didn't spring sooner. But when it did spring, as a little, I got joy to see the trap just fly up in the air. Then I turned my head when I saw the mouse with the broken neck. I didn't like to see that. But, but just the whole process was intriguing to me. Well, the, the, the place where you put the cheese... That's the scandal on. And whenever Satan sets a trap, he always puts something on the trap that gets your attention. That, that, that's a tidbit, a tasty piece of, of, of bread, a tasty piece of cheese, something that you want. So that when you get to the right place of your nibble, it breaks something in you. Truth of the matter is, a lot of us do experience a hurt. And then there are times when we hurt ourselves. In, in this scripture, Jesus says it's impossible to go through life and not get to a place where the word scandalon means it, it means to be offended. It means you took the bait. And it's, it is a, you come to a part of life that you can't negotiate. Give me a new living translation. I want to show you this. He said, um, one day Jesus said to his disciples, there will always be temptations to sin. That's what he calls it, temptations to sin. 
In other words, you'd be put in a position where your heart would be twisted in such a, a, a hurting position that you're going to be tempted to either lash out, retaliate, resign from, from, from what you're supposed to be doing in life, or become unfriendly, or, or whatever you, your response is to pain. The Bible says, Jesus says here, it's impossible to go through life and not experience it. How many of you in this room have ever been hurt? And it's all of you, and I don't even have to look. So, hurt is bound to happen. And it can happen in many ways. That's why the Lord says he's our protector. I want you to write this down. When God is your God, there are four things you could look forward to. Number one, if God is your God, he will instruct you. He will instruct you. Number two, if God is your God, he will protect you. He will protect you. Number three, if God is your God, he will provide for you. He will provide for you. And number four, if God is your God, he will direct you. The four things that you can uh, trust God for or expect from your relationship with God is number one, instruction. Number two, protection. Number three, provision. Number four, direction. These four things. How many of you need me to say, say that again? Anybody? Number one, you, you, be, you can trust God. You know if God is your God and you, you're God's people, God will, God will instruct you. Okay, you can trust him for instruction. Number two, he will give you, he will protect you. Protection. Number three is provision. He will provide for you. He said he would. And then number four, he will direct you. Let me quickly cover those. Number one, under instruction. God has ways to teach us through the Holy Spirit or using the Holy Spirit, who's a master teacher. He will, he will teach you a lesson in the sterile environment of the, of the sanctuary or what we call the living room of God. This is where, we, where we're meeting is, is called the living room of God. That's what, that's what we refer to it as. So he, he will assemble the body together. You receive the word from a vessel. When you receive the word, now the Holy Spirit goes to work. The Holy Spirit is going to take you out of the sterile environment of the classroom, and he's going to take you into the hostile environment of life. And so there will be times when God wants you to learn about faith, that he will take you in the open seas with, on a boat full of your friends, cause the storm to be choppy and have Jesus come walking to you on the water, and intrigue you. So much that you will say, if it's you, bid me come. He wants to teach you faith in turbulent times. Then the other times when he wants to teach you what to value, he will, he will land you in a pigsty with nothing but you and swine. And get to the point where he wants to show you how low you can get. Get to the point where there's nothing to survive on but the stuff the pigs are eating. Stuff that you said you never do. You find yourself desiring. What is he trying to show you? How low your flesh can go. He's trying to teach you. There's certain thing, lessons that God has to teach us that we must learn before we learn or, or receive the things that we ask to receive. So number one, you can trust God for instruction. Every moment of every day, God is trying to instruct you. What we do a lot of times is when God puts us in an environment to learn love, we resist so much that we become combative. We begin to fight God and we begin to protest. Uh, we don't like the situation he put us in. We don't like the circumstance. We will prefer to be in more comfortable situations. So you're accustomed to taking a warm bath and God will send you in a place in a missions trip where there is no hot water heater. And the combination of you always liking to be clean and the fact that there is no hot water heater means you got to take a cold shower. And God will put you in those kind of life situations where you expect the comfort of a warm, the comfort of warmth, and what you get is really a chill that you never expected. 
where people start to treat you in ways that you, you, you would say, no one would ever treat me like that again. And here you are in the same situation. What is God working on? He's not working on them. You're saying, God, fix them. You don't realize that the only reason that God put you there is because God is working on your love. Because once God gets you to a place in love where you trust his love, he can do anything for you. Many times, our storm prayers, the things we pray during the storm, God answers when the storm is over with. But, the, but listen, the, when God is working on you in a cla- from a classroom mentality, working on, your, on changing you, he doesn't always do it the way you think it should be done. The outcome is we begin to resist the teacher and become confused as to what love really is. And so many of us are living life hurt even from the lessons that God tried to teach us. So t- number two, God will protect you. God will protect you from anything that has no educational value to you. God will protect you from anything that has no educational value. If, if you can't learn from it, you won't go through it. And then many times, the things that you're not supposed to be going through... But because of your mindset, God will, tar- God will target a mindset in you. Everybody say a mindset. Yeah, God, God will target an attitude in you. And so you isolate that one part. How many of you work out? Okay, how many of you work out with weights? And so if, if you know anything about working out with weights, what happens is you target certain muscles. You got it? And have you ever noticed that certain muscles you can only reach them when you're in certain positions? So there's certain, I could tell what, what muscle a person is working before they start to work out by the posture they have, by the position they take. Well, you could always tell what God is going after in you by the position he puts you in. He's going after a certain thing. But if you're not, if you're not following what God is doing, then you, 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 it seems random to you. The Bible said the work of the flesh, and then it lists all these things, but it says the fruit of the spirit. Whenever you see the Bible talking about fruit, it's talking about what the spirit produces in you. Listen to me carefully. You need to know this. This is going to help you. When you look at Galatians chapter 5, verse, I think, 16 down, uh, I think it ends up in verse 20 somewhere. What you have to understand is when the Bible says the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, and all these things, what you need to gather is this. He's not asking you to have more love. He's not asking you to have, to have more joy. He's not asking. What he's telling you is that's what I'm trying to produce in you. It's the, everybody said the fruit of the Spirit. Stay tuned for more of today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Pick up the new release from Stellar Award nominees Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir titled True Story, featuring the lead single, It Is So. Pick up the chart-topping release from Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir titled True Story, in stores now and available at all digital outlets. Imagine being filled with a peace so deep that the world around you can't touch it. Pastor Hart Ramsey is on a mission to help believers understand what it means to have a healthy, prayer-based relationship with God. He's doing that through his brand new book titled Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer. 
prayer at first was a struggle because you know it, it really takes faith to pray you have to you have to trust that God is like a person he's a real person and that he's the one that invented the concept of prayer in this book you'll learn how to ensure your relationship with God is based on a new and improved covenant which dangerous prayer habits to avoid and what to do when prayer doesn't yield the answers you want it's time to trust God enough to make your prayer life truly about him yes. pick up your copy of Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer from Hart Ramsey, available now at Amazon, iTunes, and wherever books are sold. Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. It's the, everybody said the fruit of the Spirit. You will never walk by an apple tree that's planted next to orange tree and hear them grunting to produce fruit. You never hear that. Because instinctively, when, when the root of an apple tree makes contact with the ground and pulls the nutrients out of the ground and it comes up into the apple tree, it can only produce apples. The orange tree, which is planted right next to it, right next to it, in the same ground with the same nutrients, it pulls it, the roots pull it out of the ground, it comes up to the orange tree, but it only can produce oranges. The Holy Spirit in you is seeking to produce one fruit. With nine components. They're not nine fruit of the spirit. You read the Greek, it's not plural, it's singular. The fruit of the spirit is love. And under love, love expresses itself in different ways. There's joy, there's peace, there's, there's gentleness, there's, kind, there's patience. And God is working on these different things. And from time to time, God would isolate a muscle. And when he isolates the muscle, you can tell. Because he has you doing reps in that one area. You leave that circumstance and you go to a different circumstance, but here you're lifting with this, it's like, it seems like you're working the same muscle and you start saying, I'm tired. And you don't know that God is, listen, there's a time when you work a muscle till it gets to muscle failure, but when it heals, it's stronger. Everybody say stronger. No, shout stronger. Stronger. Everybody say stronger. That's what God is going after is stronger. Um, thank you. Um, so number one. Is instruction number two is what? Protection number three is provision. God provides for us. My God shall supply all my need according to his riches in glory in Christ. You can expect God to provide for you, and he'll provide for you in different ways. The thing is, one of the, one of the main ways that God provides for us is through sowing and reaping. We have to learn to sow. We have to learn to sow. You know, I, I, I shared something this morning. I got a revelation from the Holy Spirit that, that, the, that harvest is the ground's answer to the seed's question. And it, it, it has to work. Every time you sow a seed, the ground answers with harvest. Every, whether, I don't care what the seed is, whether it's good or whether it's bad. When you sow the seed, the earth answers with harvest. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that should he also reap. And so we've got to, I know you said, Pastor, I just don't believe in it. Whether you believe in it or not, it's going to work. How many of you believe in gravity? Well, you better because if you don't, gra- gravity is not, is not in, uh, interviewing you for position. Gravity's thing is, I'm going to engage you. So keep your feet on the ground. Because the moment you get in a position where I have to take you down, I'm going to take you down. I'm good. We good. We have a good, but I'm going to take you down if I got to. That's gravity's position. Okay? And then number four is direction. God is going to order your steps. Everybody say, God orders my steps. Now, here's what you need to understand. The Bible says a man's mind 
makes plans, but God orders a step. And if you follow me on Instagram, you saw I put something on Instagram. That I like to teach online. That's my, social network is just a way I teach. And, and uh, there's something I'll share today is that you've never, I've never seen a GPS give turn-by-turn directions to a parked car. Never. And you say, Lord, order my steps. But God can't order steps that you don't take. I'm waiting on the Lord. You see, the thing about waiting on the Lord, how many, how many of you ever heard of God leads you by peace? Okay, you see, what you don't understand is Jesus said, my peace I give to you, my peace I leave with you, right? So for the believer, we should, we should be living our lives in peace. So if I'm always at, at peace, then how do I know when, how God is leading? Really, the truth is God doesn't lead us by peace. He leads us by the absence of peace. He gets your attention when your peace leaves you. He's saying all, the guy's saying all the right things, but something on the inside of you, it just, he's, he's all the flattery in the world, but something on the inside of you is saying, don't trust that. Go with that. Because the Lord promises to direct you. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, and the strangers they will not follow. Here's the interesting thing. Many times we don't know it's the voice of the Lord. What we do know is this don't feel right. How many of you got that? So those four things, I, I had to put that out there before we get into the lesson, lest you think that God would allow you to get hurt because he doesn't care for you. Now watch this. Uh, this, this, is, this is, is this blessing you yet? Put, put on the screen for me Psalm 119, verse 60, 165. Psalm 119, verse 165. You have to get to the place where, where you say, uh, nothing in my life is worth my relationship with God, or worth my peace. Give me uh, King James, please, because I really want to... Everybody read this out loud. Ready? Let's read. Great peace have they which love thy law. Now, David is, is, is living under the law when he wrote this. And so he's telling the people, basically what he's saying is, is there's a great peace that, that, that's resident in the life of those people who love the word of God. And here's what he says, and nothing shall by any means do what? Of, nothing shall, shall offend them. So now watch this. So it means now, if I'm walking in the word, I can't be walking in offense too. Now when you say, Pastor, wait a minute, I thought you were talking about hurt. The reason I'm talking about offense is because offense is the number one way that hurt manifests in our life. It is, it is it's the intrusion into relationship. We were good until you offended me. Now, here's the rule for relationship that you need to understand. Everybody that you are in relationship with has something in them that God is working out. It's not just you. They are flawed just like you. They're not going to get it right. They're going to do things. They're going to say things that will totally freak you out. And the ones that, that, pre- that are, present themselves as flawless, those are the ones you need to watch. You've got to get to the place. Now, I'm going to say this. I want you to take note of it. You can't be the kind of person that can't let stuff go. You can't, you can't be praying for healing of, of your emotion. Now, understand, hurt comes in three ways. Number one, in Scripture, when you read about hurt, hurt will come physically. People can be hurt physically. How many of you have ever sustained a physical hurt, a physical damage? You broke a limb or, you, or, or you're in pain. Or, or, or you know what that feels like. Well, imagine that same kind of pain, but not physically, but mentally. 
where your mind hurts, where you get into situations where you can't stop your mind, you can't shut it off, speaking negatively to you, replaying words that were said to you by significant others, things that you heard repeatedly coming up from people who should have protected you and loved you, but they spoke negatively to you, and you carried this through your life. How many of you know what I'm talking about? That's mental pain, mental hurt. But then the worst kind for many people is not physical or mental, it's emotional. Because we live our lives in, in such a feeling atmosphere, such a feeling environment, that when we feel hurt, we can't function. And that's where offense happens. Where I, I, I'm so, I feel so hurt, I feel so... And, and what we do, here's what we do. A lot of times we don't measure what we say to people. We only measure what people say to us. I am, one of, let me tell you something about me that you need to know, uh, things you need to know about pastor. I, I am a very, very forgiving person. I don't think you could be a pastor without being a forgiving person. You know, what, I, you know what one of my pet peeves is? People who talk to people bad. I can't handle it. And here's why. Why would you talk to anyone like they're a dog? When you don't like it done to you. You see what I'm saying? So it violates the law of love because the law of love says you do unto others as you have them do on. So why should I? Now, now, here's the thing. I, I walk in an office of authority. I've been doing it for 30 years. Started out with choirs for 12 years. Actually, it's a combination of 12. Switch over to pastoral ministry. For, I'm, do, I'm doing it for 20 years. And my number one pet peeve has always been, I don't like people that talk to people bad. I just don't like it. But here's the thing. How many of you have ever been talked down to? Okay, I want you to break all order and just randomly begin to tell me how it made you feel. Just just throw words. How did it make you feel? Hurt. Hurt. Mad. Huh? Worthless. Angry. Shocked. Confused. Huh? Small. How many of you made you feel like fighting? Like cussing? Yeah. You see, okay, now, you got to, now I'm going to tell you this right now. Make a note of this. I've got, to, I've got to take note of the things that hurt me. Because I've seen people, when you talk bad to them, they just laugh. Like, they used to tell me, like, water off a duck's back. They just laugh. But if you talk crazy to me, First of all, my thing is, I study words for a living in different languages, okay? And my thing is, if you want to, you want to be in a word fight, you don't want to be in a word fight with me. Because the thing is, I know words. And I have a rule. If you're challenged to a word fight with a person that's unarmed, remain silent. Okay? Now, so, so you've got to take note of the things that hurt you. I'm, I'm saying this because what happens to a lot of people is once you get hurt, once you get into offense, once you get into a place where your soul is damaged, God can't do a whole lot. Everything, all your forward progress stops until the Lord can heal you of that. So let me ask you a question. If every time you got hurt and began to focus on the thing that hurt you, if every time that happened, God had to stop your forward, forward progress to where you were going, how many times in your life, how many times this year, how many times within the last five years has God had to stop your development to work on your hurt? 
If every time someone broke your heart, you shut down, how many times, how often have you shut down? And if Satan knows that all he has to do is get you so hurt that you shut down, don't you know you always be hurt? So I got to develop a love for the word of God. Flip this and give me another translation. It says this. It says, uh, for those who love what you reveal, everything fits. No stumbling around in the dark for them. In other words, watch this now. I love the way this reads. Here's what it says. It says, if I, when I love what God reveals from his word, I, love, I just love the word of God. I love the development I'm getting from the word of God. Everything that happens to me, I see it as a part of God's plan. I see it as a, a part of my spiritual development. I'm not looking at this as, as, as some intruder into my life. No, God is using this. Sometimes a carpenter may use a hammer. Other times he may use a chisel. Sometimes he uses a saw. But he's still building on the same thing. Okay? Now, uh, show me the New Living Translation real quickly. What does it say? Those who love your instructions have great peace and they do not stumble. Now, what, what, what I want to give you is a bunch of scripture. I may not finish tonight, but I'm going to give you probably about 30 minutes. Is that, is that good? Okay, so, so God will protect us from hurt. Or, so, let me say it like this. Sometimes God will not protect us from getting hurt. God will, and you say, why? Well, it's the same reason when the surgeon says to you, how many, well, let me ask you this question. How many of you ever had wisdom, tooth, uh, wisdom teeth taken out? Okay, so how many of you remember the pain you experienced before the teeth came out? Okay, let me tell you, when I was 18 years old, I was riding on the bus going to work, and I, I started to experience a, a pain on the right side of my head that even getting high, I didn't get rid of it. We hope you've enjoyed today's teaching courtesy of On Course with Heart Ramsey. We invite you to join the NCC family for our weekly services in Dothan and Montgomery, Alabama, and Atlanta, Georgia. For service times and locations, visit our website, nccfamily.org. Again, nccfamily.org. We invite you to follow Pastor Hart Ramsey on social media, on Twitter, at Hart Ramsey, on Facebook, at Hart Ramsey Media, and on Instagram, at Pastor Hart Ramsey. Be sure to join us next time as we continue to dive into God's Word as we get on course with Hart Ramsey.